0: The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that you so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves, because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my Father. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. And appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. This I command you love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. Studying canon law can be something that is difficult and extremely boring. But thankfully, when I was in the seminary, we had a professor who was a priest who had a lot of experience, and he always made things extremely interesting, especially when it came to marriage law. He'd always come up with these crazy examples to slightly entertain us, but also make it very clear what he was trying to teach us. One of my favorite ones was this. He tells us, so, one day into your office walks Sundance and Moonbeam, fr- fresh off the fields of Woodstock, and they are in love, and they want to get married. L-U-V love. They are ready for that commitment. Then he pauses, and he says, As you watch them stare into each other's eyes longingly, all you can think of as a priest is, Wow, I'm not looking forward to seeing them in a year, because this is not built on love, but affection. He made it very clear that true love is more than an emotion, and it's more than a momentary affection for each other, but it has to go deeper if it's going to last forever. And so, we don't want to talk about LUV love, we want to talk about true Christian charity, real love. You see, I think today we all understand that there's a crisis of faith. Families and children are leaving the faith by the droves. But in reality, I think it's deeper than that. While the faith is in a crisis, I think essentially it's a crisis of love. We don't remember what true love is. Our culture doesn't know what real love is like. And so we see that bleed into our faith life. You see, this LUV kind of emotional, affectionate sort of love is what we're raised on from children. We're told in America from our youngest years that if it doesn't make you feel good, if it doesn't make you happy, if you simply don't like it, we'll get rid of it. Seek something else, do what makes you happy, you do you kind of mentality. That's all great and wonderful when we're talking about pizza and pop and movies and the rest, but that's not great when we're talking about our relationship with God Almighty. Love means something more. Very often I've heard in my own priesthood, Father, I'm not emotionally satisfied because the music isn't upbeat enough or I don't like the environment or whatever it is. Or Father, I don't like, I'm not intellectually satisfied because preaching isn't what I would want it to be. I'm not morally satisfied because I don't like some of the commandments or laws that the church has. Just do whatever feels good and we can abandon those. But if we understand a real idea of love, the kind of love that is spoken about in our readings today, we'll get a different message. See, he said, and this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as expiation for our sins. And Jesus Christ said, as the Father loves me, so I also love you, remain in my love. Well, I have three quick lessons about love for you from our readings today. First lesson about love, it's not about you. The moment that love becomes selfish is the moment that love turns into lust or pride or vanity or one of the great sins. Love by its nature essentially means that you lose yourself in another person. Sundance and Moonbeam are not gonna have a lifelong sacramental marriage because they're losing themselves in their own idea of joy, their own idea of happiness, their own idea of pleasure not in the service of another. We see this also in people who practice the Catholic faith. How often do we come and we say, I'm not being fed. This isn't what I want to get out of it. It's not, I'm not happy here. Well, the beauty of it is, is this is what our Lord Jesus Christ said. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. And St. John told us, it's not that we have loved God, but that he loved us. This takes a huge weight off us, my brothers and sisters. Is even when you come here to Mass and you don't feel it, and you can think of all sorts of other things you'd rather do or need to do, but you come because he's God. And the one who created you out of nothing, out of love, pure love, desires your worship. And so it's not about how much we get out of it, but it's about offering him what he deserves. And every time we offer up this sacrifice on the altar, it is a perfect act of worship of that God. That is the gift that you give to Him out of love, not thinking about yourself, thinking about the one who created you. It goes another step further, the second lesson about love. You have to follow the rules. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and remain in his love. If Sundance and Moonbeam really want to love each other, they can't share that love outside the marital commitment. Love then turns quickly into lust. The same thing is true for us Catholics who practice our faith. In this day and age, it's easy to become a cafeteria Catholic, to pick and choose the things that we like, but then get rid of the things we don't, and act like it's okay to not follow all the commandments. But our Lord Jesus Christ did not say, if you keep most of my commandments, you'll remain in my love. He said, if you keep them all. And yeah, this is gonna challenge us, and yes, it's gonna be difficult, and yes, it's gonna ask of us a sacrifice. But that gets to the third lesson about love, is love is essentially sacrificial. Namely, it's not always fun, and it's not always easy. Whenever I'm talking to married couples, And whenever I'm marrying couples at their Mass, I always reference this simple little fact. If a marriage is going to last, it has to look like a cross. St. Paul said that husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, and wives love your husbands like the church loves Christ. That means the total gift of self to the other. If we're not willing to die on a cross for our spouse and our family, then we're missing out on love and what it really is and what it really means. That's the Christian idea of love. Our Lord Jesus Christ said in the Gospel, No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Love is essentially other-ordered, not self-ordered. We have to be willing to give of ourselves. And if you talk to any mother or father, husband or wife or good friend of yours, A good friendship itself is based upon looking for what makes the other person happy, not what serves me. The blessed gift that we have is our Lord Jesus Christ has given us the ultimate example of this love. Not only did he actually die on a cross, becoming man so he could do so, but it went another step further. He rose from the dead, invited us into eternal life, and said, that's still not enough. That's not enough to prove my love to each of you individually. So he gave himself to us in the Most Holy Eucharist, so that day in and day out he could be with us individually, so that he could come into your heart personally in the Most Holy Eucharist. It's there that we learn what true love is, because the reality is is your reception of communion is not about you. Because no matter what we feel when we come to receive communion, no matter if it brings up great emotions, or it seems like we're distracted and we're just struggling with faith. No matter what you really believe, that's not a piece of bread. That's Jesus Christ's body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Most Holy Eucharist, on the aspects of bread and wine. That we have to follow the rules. In order to have a good communion, we've got to be in communion with God. That means sometimes we need to go to a good confession, remove those obstacles of sin. And essentially, it's sacrificial. When I was younger, I really struggled with receiving communion. I just felt like I was going through the motions all the time. I received all the time, but I really wasn't getting anything out of, it, out of it, if you will. So I asked a priest for advice. This is what he told me. He just simply asked a question. He said, well, how do you live the rest of your life? I said, what does that have to do with anything? I show up to church on Sunday, and I receive the Eucharist. That should be all I have to do, right? I was a little naive. No, he said. When was the last time you went to confession? How much do you pray every day? And even more so, he said, when do you show up for Mass? And what do you do immediately following? I didn't have a good answer for any of these, but he challenged me, so I made a good confession. I started some daily prayer. This is over a time period. But the thing that really transformed me was I'd show up to Mass about five minutes earlier than normal to kneel down and thank God for what he's given me the past week. Eucharist means thanksgiving. Order your life to Christ who is the giver of all gifts by coming to Mass thankful for something in your life. But what changed my heart even more was he challenged me to stay after Mass a few moments. When I was actually receiving communion, I found myself distracted. I was more concerned with who was in the church than who was in my heart. I was more entertained by watching everybody else receive communion, but I didn't pay attention to who I had just received in communion. So he told me to close my eyes and remember that God himself dwells within my heart and my body when I receive communion. And what can convince us of that is our thanksgiving after Mass. So often we're in such a hurry to get out of Mass and go on with our lives that we don't spend those intimate moments with our Lord as he's dwelling within us. Are we willing to make a sacrifice for our dear friend, our Lord Jesus Christ, and spend those intimate moments with him after Mass? You see, my brothers and sisters, it is all about love. It's all about giving yourself to the one who gave himself to you. It's about allowing him to truly be your friend. Friendships require time together. The Eucharist is your most intimate moment with God on this side of death. Are we willing to give ourselves to our friend in the most holy Eucharist? Are we willing to make the sacrifices so that he can be our God, so that he can be our friend? Brothers and sisters, your faith is all about love. May we truly learn from Christ, real Christian love.